Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. All right, coming out of Chevy Chase, I Shot the Sheriff, where he says, I shot my elbow. Huh? You're not funny. Me or Chevy Chase? Uh, Both of you. Thank you very much. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show on the Rock School Radio Network, all 16 affiliates. Gosh, thank you for running the radio show. We are at my home studio, so sitting across the table from me is my loving wife. You are? I am Tammy Burns, as always. Now, it's Friday evening, so we're drinking. What have you created? Now, I'm not drinking my light beer. No, you, I wouldn't right, let you. Right, you created me a cocktail this That's time. That's right. With a little pink umbrella. What is the, <laughs> uh, what's the, the uh, drink du jour? What do uh, we have here? That would be 100% cranberry juice yes. and Applejack. Applejack, which is a kind of bourbon, I believe. Uh, whiskey, my love. It yes, is, uh-huh. right, was, which, which was drank by the forefathers which makes it patriotic. Whatever makes you feel good about yourself. Sure, that's it right there with four cubes of ice. Now, those of you who are on Facebook already know this, so we need to announce it on the show, but uh, we're a little late because uh, Tammy and I had recorded a couple shows in advance. But the woman who normally sits in the co-anchor chair, Monique Gregoire, has had her baby. Oh, I know. It's her second child, and it's a girl, Eleanor Anne, congratulations to her. Welcome to the world, baby girl. That's right. Eleanor Ann is eight pounds, three ounces, came out 20 inches long, and is as healthy as an eight pound, three ounce horse, from what I understand. Way Um, to go. Way to bring that man thing in there. That's right. I have no idea if that's the end of the kids, if she's going to send her husband to the vet or not, but uh, congratulations. And the the name, Eleanor, from what I understand, came from Eleanor Rigby, but since this is uh, the show that you and I are doing, Eleanor Rigby is not the song that pops into my head. It's the Turtles. I love the Turtles. Eleanor. That's what I'm going to sing to this little kid every time I see her anyway. So we'll play that. We'll come back and we'll start the show all over again with the topic for this week. So it's Turtles here on Rock School. You got a thing about you. I just can't live without you. Turtles as a little tip of the hat to Eleanor Ann. Welcome to the world, baby doll. Here is the topic for this week's show. Give it to me. Now, you are of the same age as me. I am. So, you looked at a lot of television through the 70s and 80s. Lived with TV. Do you remember this sort of fad that went on that if you had a hit television show, there was a good chance that you were going to get a record deal to sing? Do you remember that? You know, I do remember a lot of songs on the shows, but I never, you know, I was too young to think about them getting a record deal. Now, I understand the Partridge family. That was about a musical group. Right. But then they did the same thing with the Brady Bunch. 
And yes. like like John Travolta, if you remember, he was a sweat hog. Loved him. And oh. he, he played an idiot. He did. But then he put out uh, a couple of albums. He had a top 40 hit, believe it or not. It's it, it's silly. Let Her In, I think, was the name of the top 40 hit. Oh, I remember. Oh, I think I remember that song. I remember spinning that on some of my radio stations. So what we have done here is compiled a lot of these 1970s, early 1980s television stars and their albums. We begin with the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, this is going to be bad. Do you know the ballad of Jed Clampett? You know, come and listen to a story about a man Man named named Jed. Jed. Poor mountaineer belly... Barely kept, kept his family, family fed. fed. Yes, right. I do. I do remember that. That song was sung by Jerry Scroggins, backed by Flats and Scruggs, as in some of the greatest musicians ever to dawn country music. Really? Not kidding. It goes to number forty-four on the Billboard Hot One Hundred. So what they did is they took the main people of the Beverly Hillbillies and they put out an entire <laughs> album. They had another hit. Oh, no. Called Vittles, where Granny told them what they were eating that night. I'm I'm not kidding. And this is what happened in the 1970s. If you had a television show, there was a good chance you were going to get a record album. Wow. Not kidding. Here, and it's not the bout of, of Jed Clampett. This is Vittles. From the Beverly Hillbillies album, and it is as bad as you it's think it's going good. to be. It's not good. Not it's good. It's a zit in the forehead of music. Don't listen to this. Here it comes on Rock School. What you're cooking for Vittles, and that's what we eat. That's what we eat. The very best. Coming out of Vittles by the Beverly Hillbillies. I didn't like it. No, well, I don't know that anybody liked it. These aren't albums that you put on the old Victrola to sit, have a you know a glass of vodka and enjoy the end of the day. These Who are bought the, this crap. A lot of people did. This is stuff that you bought to play for your friends and giggle, or to just have in your collection. So. Let's talk about an album that really wasn't so bad. Do you remember Laugh-In? Of course I do. Sure. Uh Goldie Hawn was the pretty girl who danced like a go-go dancer. They had her in a bikini and they painted Painted things on her body. Painted stuff on her body, yeah. Right? Uh Sock it to me. Goldie (laughs) Hawn, in 1972, recorded and released a solo country LP for Warner Brothers titled Goldie. Country. Country. Not kidding. No. Now, here's the thing. It was done with the help of Dolly Parton and Buck Owens. Now, what? Now, these are names. That's Those are really country artists. I understand. But the thing is, if, if this was not worth their while, these are not names that would hang around and allow this albatross to drag them to the bottom of the ocean. Agree. All Music gave the album a favorable review, calling it sweetly endearing, country-tinged, middle-of-the-road pop. Not kidding. Go figure. So blatantly, Goldie has something to her. Want to hear it? Uh, Why not? The song is called Carrie, and I have for you it now, here on Rock School. The wind is in from Africa. Last night, I couldn't sleep. Coming out of Goldie, not bad. 
worse than I thought it would be. No, but not bad. Not terrible. Now here's one that's bad. Just flat out bad. Do you remember the odd couple? Uh, one dirty, one clean. Exactly. Uh-huh. Felix Unger and Oscar Madison. I do remember, yeah. Right. Played by Tony Randall and Jack Klugman. That's true, yeah. Something told me that Tony Randall could probably sing. Jack Klugman? Not no. a chance. No, not Pulled a chance. Pulled the cigar out, not a chance. <laughs> exactly that. Well, even when he was, you know, playing Quincy, Jack uh, Jack Klugman was playing Quincy, he was still sort of a dirty guy. He was, yeah. yeah. He still had an edge, a grit to him. Uh-huh. You didn't see him. Like, also, uh, Kojak, the guy who played Kojak, and I, his, his name kind of escapes me at the moment as well. Telly Savalas. Right. Yeah, the sucker he, guy. Right. He right. He always had a lollipop in his mouth. He the same way. He put out a bunch of albums. No way. I kid you not. Uh, you easily to find him. Just go to YouTube and and click a good search. Odd Couple put out an album. And again, this isn't anything at the end of the day you pour yourself a nice glass of wine and listen to it to unwind. This is something you put on the credenza record player. To play at parties to say to other people, "Isn't this a scream?" <laughs> You know, the odd couple sang classic songs, classic Broadway songs, and then songs of the day, hits of the day. One of your favorite songs is by Carly Simon. Yeah. Called You're So Vain. No, don't. No, no, no. Which I think you like because of me. They re-recorded the song and it is every bit as bad as you think it is. I offer to you now... I can't listen. You have no choice. The Odd Couple and their rendition of You're So Vain on The Gong Show or Rock School. How do you like my new scarf? What color is that? Apricot, of course. Why, of course, apricot. Because it goes with my eyes. Very, very few people can wear apricot. Can I borrow it sometime? No, I'm sorry, you may not. When? I think you're going crackers all the Well, I'd rather go crackers. You think you're a jet set knit or something. Just because I buy an apricot scarf, suddenly I'm heard of an apricot scarf. goes with your eyes. The only thing goes with your eyes is a black eye. You're paranoid. All right, coming out of the odd couple, my apologies to all those who have ears. One more. Here's another one that was done just to be bad. It's bad on purpose. It can't be any worse than what we've heard. No, it's not worse because it is bad on purpose. It is meant to be a joke. Do you remember the Mary Tyler Moore show? I loved the Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, did you really? I did. You were the working woman and you will be Mary... Yes. You Throw have, my hat in the air. Your under undergraduate degree is in journalism, journalism is yeah. it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was the name of the news broadcaster at Mary's uh, television station? Which one? The the white haired guy. Uh, yeah, do you remember? I can't. Ted Baxter. Which Ted was played Baxter. by yes. Ted Knight. Yes, then I do Ted, remember that now. Right. Ted Knight goes on to play uh, lots of characters that are kind of Ted Baxter-ish. The one most people mm-hmm. know is from, um, oh, come up with it, Caddyshack. Right. You'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> right. So what he did in the, hey, Ted Knight, in the character of Ted Baxter, puts out an album of classic 50 songs do you, oh. yeah, do you remember Barry Mann's song, Who Put the Bump in the Bump de Bump de Bump? Who okay. put the bang in, in the, the Bama Lama Ding Dong? What, no one can keep all the lyrics straight. but Well, I make them up as I go. He put that song on the album and sings it like Ted Knight. 
here it is. <laughs> because we can play it, we do. You know, why does this happen? Because it can. Why are we playing it? Because we can. Here it is on Rocks. I'd like to thank the guy who wrote the song that made my baby fall in love with me. He made my baby fall All right, coming out of Ted Knight, Ted Baxter, you know, yeah. same character. Run. Yeah. <laughs> you can't run. Run away. You, you can't. If you're in your car or you're podcasting. And Pull you're, over and just run. And you're jogging. What are you going to do? Let's talk about some of these other ones. Do you remember Don Johnson from, what was it, Miami Vice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the no, no, so- no socks. Yeah, no socks and a pink jacket. Oh. Know, pushed up to the elbows. Miami Vice. He, oh, my gosh. He uh, dated Barbara Streisand, I think it no, was. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Uh, as a matter of fact, he had a hit with her on her duets LP. Really? Now, he had a hit on his own. I don't remember what it was called, but he, with her, on her duets LP, has a hit there as well. I was surprised at how good he could actually sing. Uh, And same thing with, um, what was it, Uh, the the guy from Moonlighting. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what his name is. He's a harmonicist as well. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, married to Demi Moore. That's right, for a short while. And then I think Demi married her son. Isn't Ashton Kusher her son? Easy now. Easy now. Another one was uh, Peg Bundy. Uh, played by Katie Seagal. Uh-huh. Before she became an actress, did you know that she was a, a member of the Harlettes? I just found that information out when I started watching the uh, Sons of Anarchy. Right, right. She was the sort of the matriarch of the the Sons of Anarchy, Sam Crow, that uh, uh, that group of motorcycle people. She is miserous awesome is she is now she had if, if you don't know we should probably announce this if you don't know uh the harlettes are the backup group that sang behind bet midler for years and years and years as a matter of fact they still do but katie seagal was no longer one of the harlettes she sang all kinds of music in the sons of anarchy soundtrack mm-hmm. albums uh, one of my favorites is she redoes uh, son of a preacher man a dusty springfield song and does it very, very well. So she, I mean, she has multiple albums herself. Well, she is talented. Right now. No, you're not kidding. So let's find out who's listening to us. I believe it's WXZY, Kane, Pennsylvania. Thanks for running the radio show. How about WOUB in Athens, Ohio? Nice place right up there in Ohio, place uh, where I was from. Ohio. My stamping oh, grounds. I O. Also, get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. We'll be back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the first break, I offer to you this person. Do you remember Chevy Chase? Yes. I say, do you remember? He stars on Community, and I don't remember what the Christmas special was My that we favorite. watched, but he uh, he was one of the voiceover artists in a Christmas special that we watched just uh, this, this last year. He, a lot of people believe, at least this is the trivia question, he was one of the original drummers in Steely Dan. No way. Well, no. Here's the story. Steely Dan is really only two people. Uh, The two people are uh, Donald Fagan and Walter Becker. Well, when they were at Bard College and they got together, they had a band called Leather Canary. 
which I know <laughs> you laugh at it, but yeah, Steely Dan is so much better. Um, and Leather Canary was really just them, and then a series of musicians that sort of floated around them. Uh-huh. They had a series of about three or four drummers that they would call on, hey, we got a gig tonight, can you play? And Chevy Chase was one of these three or four drummers that floated around. So if that to you is one of the drummers in Steely Dan before it was even called Steely Dan then yes, he was one of the people in Steely Dan, but he was never in it when it was called Steely Dan. So there you go. And what's nice about it is Fagan said he's a pretty good drummer. Wow. I know. Hey. Nice compliment, huh? you bet. Chevy Chase in 1974 played, released an album, you know, this whole thing about it's the 70s, you're popular, let's make an album. And he did a rendition of I Shot the Sheriff. Uh-uh. And tries to make it funny because murder is so often humorous. It's a scream, it isn't is. it? It is. It, to me, such comedy. Uh, it's it's like Chevy Chase's career, kind of good at the beginning, but then right off the cliff. So Was this before the cliff or like right after the cliff? Oh, it's got a cliff in the middle. So, <laughs> Chevy Chase, I Shot the Sheriff, here on Rock School. I Shot the Sheriff. And I also shot the deputy I stopped a guava All right, coming out of Chevy Chase, I shot the sheriff where he says, I shot my elbow. Huh? You're not funny. Me or Chevy Chase? Uh, Both of you. Thank you very much. Uh, My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Very good. Let's Uh do seven days, 70 seconds, something that happened on these rock and roll dates, February 16th all the way through February 22nd. I believe you, my dear, have Monday go. February 16th, 1960, Everly Brothers signed a $1 million contract with Warner Brothers. 17th of February, 1989, David Coverdale married actress Tawny Katane and she cartwheeled across his automobiles. (laughs) February 18th, 1969, 3,000 uninvited guests showed up to see Lulu and the Bee Gees Maurice Gibb get married at St. James's Church in England. Brother Gary was the best man. February 19, 1982, Ozzy Osbourne is arrested in San Antonio, Texas for relieving himself on the Alamo. Osbourne was also wearing a dress at the time of his arrest. And then on February 20th, 1970, the single Instant Karma by the Plastic Uno Band? Ono Band. As in, Yo- band. As in Yoko Ono. Oh, really? Yes, yes. That was released in the U.S. and John Lennon had, um, he, he wrote it. And recorded and mixed the track all in one day on the 27th of January, 1970. February 21, 1982, American DJ Murray the K died. So what? Murray the K is thought to be the first person to have played a Beatles record on the radio here in America. And finally, February 22, 1967, the Beatles were at Abbey Road recording the giant piano chord at the end of A Day in the Life, which appears on Sgt. Peppers, and that wraps up seven days in 70 seconds. Did you ever watch Making Our Dreams Come True and We'll Do It Our Way? Yes, Did our I? way. What's the television show? 
Laverne and Shirley. Is that Laverne, Laverne and Shirley? It is Laverne and Shirley. Good for you. Not only did I watch it the first time around, but then again, when I was in college, it kind of became the show to catch at 3.30. Oh, the syndication? Yeah, and everybody mm-hmm. kind of got into it once again. Oh, well, the song, Making Our Dreams Come True, which is what I was singing, uh, was performed by a woman named Cindy Greco and was released as a single and became a top 30 American hit. So what do you do? You give Laverne and Shirley, which was Cindy Williams and Shirley Feeney, actually Cindy Williams and Penny Marshall. My uh-huh. apologies. I got the names mixed Penny up. Penny Marshall. You give them a recording contract. No. Why not? Well, of course you do. They put out an album. Let me see if I can find the name of the album on here. The The name of the album, it's all 1950s type music here. It's called Laverne and Shirley Sing. Yep. Yeah, that's a good that's a good name for an album, yep. huh? And the first single off the album is called 16 Reasons. And so there you go. They sing these songs in the characters of Laverne and Shirley. Go figure. Yep. And it sounds like this on Rock School. All right, coming out of Laverne and Shirley Sing and 16 Reasons, what's interesting about that, by the way, we're in our second break here, uh, get into it early so we can play a few more songs for you afterwards. Do you remember these people from the Laverne and Shirley show, Michael McKeon and David Ladner? Yeah. Who Lin- are they? Lenny and Squiggy. They uh-huh. are, right. And they put out an album as well for Casablanca Records. The album was called Lenny and the Squig Tones. <laughs> Not kidding. They had some success as well. No top 40 hits. However, they did get to perform on American Bandstand the single King of Cars. I think I saw that. And it's uh-huh. you know, it's leather jackets, hair greased back, bad 1950s send-up music. That's, that's what it is. And because of the success of Laverne and Shirley, they got to have a little bit of success. So you were talking about having to run home and watch Laverne and Shirley. Yes. I remember distinctly that when I was in college, students, specifically girls, a few guys, but specifically girls, Uh would schedule their classes around days of our lives. Absolutely. Did you do the same thing? I did, uh-huh. And it was days. It was days of our lives. Oh, you never called it days of our lives. You just called it days. It was just days. And we had equal amounts of guys sitting around as we did girls. Well, you know what? And none of us knew each other in the beginning. I used to make fun of the, the... two or three guys that were there with the 30 or 40 girls, you know, look at him watching a a soap opera, ha, ha, ha. Now that I'm older, I'm thinking, that was the smartest move that idiot could have made. That was during the time, I believe it was, now, folks, I may get this wrong, but I think it was Bo and Hope's wedding. (laughs) That whole, uh, (laughs) listen, the TV was on a stand with wheels on it that right. they had to roll out into this room. Right. And 30 of us, maybe more, would be sitting on the floor, you know, watching this show every single day. And it was awesome. Well, that was the thing. Back then, if you missed a television show, you missed it. Gone. It was gone. It, today, we're, we're a fan of this new television show, Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. If we miss it, how many more times during the week will AMC run it? 20? 20, probably. Literally, literally 20. The, the biggest thing about missing, I mean, still today, if we miss the show, 
I'm going to go to work tomorrow and somebody's going to talk about it and then I'm going to be all upset because I hear about it. Right. Or Facebook or Twitter or what have you. So it, it was more communal when you couldn't see it a thousand times in a row. Right. I know I'm sounding again like Dana Carvey's old man. You know, we liked it that way. Get off the lawn. Right. But I think it was better when your world had to come to a stop to watch a television show. You picked your entertainment a lot better than you did Mm -hmm. today. It's called watching The Wizard of Oz. You get one chance right to watch the wizard of oz and that was about during it. the year and that's it one chance that's right and if you missed it tough Done. luck tough luck hello w-y-a-p we're on the yap at uh, clay west virginia thanks for running the radio show oh man how about k-s-k-q in yep. ashland oregon those are that's hard. a hard one that's k-s-k-q hard, hard set of call letters ashland oregon you love bet. you guys thanks for running the radio show back in a minute on rock school Coming out of the break, as a female, as a female type person. Me or you? You. Because I, I, you see me in reproach, I'm not female. It's not good. No. When you were watching television, were you a fan of Charlie's Angels? Yes. Were you really? Yes. Guess which, guess which angel I was? I have no idea. Oh, come on We now. had long brown hair, yeah, so... Yeah, well, that, 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 that said who I was. Jacqueline Smith, I yeah, assume. Okay. exactly. All right, so you weren't the smart one. What? <laughs> because no. you think Kate was the smart one? Yeah, Kate was the smart one because oh, she... Oh, come on. Well, you had the blonde bombshell, then you had the brunette bombshell, then you had the smart one. Hey, you know hey, what? Hey, what? Kate is the smart one. She uh-huh. still has a clothing line through Kmart. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, okay, fine. little plug for Kate there. Moving along, uh-huh. what was the name of Farrah Fawcett's little sister? It wasn't her cousin. Mm, it was her it. sister. I what know was this it? one. Who Chris, was it? Uh, was it Chrissy? It was Chrissy. Who yeah. played Chrissy? Uh, da 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 Blonde hair, really pretty girl. I can't remember. Cheryl Ladd. <gasps> oh, yes. I remember after Cheryl Ladd came up, uh, for some reason, a lot more crimes occurred in Hawaii and Florida. You got to get them in the bathing suit. Exactly right? that, yeah. And and Kate never seemed real comfortable in the bathing suit. Back off, dude. Anyway, moving on. Cheryl Ladd was a professional singer before she became one what? of Charlie's Angels. Really, she was the singing voice of Melody on Hanna-Barbera's Josie and the Pussycats. Okay. Furthermore, she sang the national anthem at Super Bowl fourteen, January 1980. Not kidding. No way. And furthermore, she had, let's see, how many, how many albums does she have? Three, and had a top 40 hit, Think It Over, peaked at number 34 on the Billboard Music Chart. Better yet, in Japan. Oh, yeah? She, she is the most popular Charlie's Angel by leaps and bounds to the point where the Japanese television stations get rid of the ending Charlie's Angels music. Yeah. And they dub over. You can do that? Cher- of course you can. Yeah. They dub over Cheryl Ladd music while the ending credits roll. Not kidding. So there. That's kind of sick, man. (laughs) 
So here is Cheryl Ladd and her one top 40 hit called... Kanishiwa. Kanishiwa. Think it over here on, <laughs> here on Rock School. Talking about wonderful 1970s and early 80s stars that got, because they were television stars, got record deals. Here's a few we won't play. Uh, Lisa Hartman. Remember Lisa Hartman? Thank you. Yeah, she became Lisa Hartman Black. She had a number one hit. Oh, yeah. Her husband was a country star, right? Clint Black. Yeah. Exactly. Right. The album, she released five albums, and the number one single was When I Said I Do. Not kidding. How about that? Uh, Philip Michael Thomas, the other half of the Miami Vice group. Oh. Uh, he had a hit with Just the Way I Planned It. Uh-huh. Not bad. David Hasselhoff <gasps> had a huge album called Night Rocker. Yes. Yeah. And on the album cover, he is pictured lying on whatever the kit car was. It says here was a Pontiac Firebird. Uh-huh. Uh, well, he's on the cover with that. It went to number one in Austria. And if you love that joke that Germans love David Hasselhoff. They do. I know they do. Went to number 30 in Germany. So there you are. And here's the one we're going to play. Uh, I'm just going to say his name and allow you to swoon because I know you adored this person, Scott Bayo. Oh, I know. please, please, please. I know. Chachi Ericola. Chachi was the younger cousin of Fonzie. You know what? I would I would have married him. I know you would have. He uh, he was also part of that spinoff with Erin uh, Moran, who yes. played Joni. Uh-huh. She yeah. loved him, too, you know. Joni loved Chachi. For, right. I mean, for real. And oh, did she really? Yeah, she did. Well, you're ahead of me on that little bit mm-hmm. of, of infotainment. Yeah, she um, loved him. He also had some kind of a, a deal with VH1. Scott Bayo is 46 and pregnant. Yeah, you know what that was all about. I am assuming his wife was pregnant. Uh, well, yeah, eventually, but the truth is Scott Bayo had many girlfriends. Oh, okay. I can't imagine he wouldn't have, so you were in love with him. So you want to hear a Scott Bayo song? He put out a full album. I want to sit back and listen to the whole album. <laughs> the lead single was How Do You Talk to Girls? I assume you be Scott Bayo. That would help. I'm in. Here it is on Rock School. bums me out about this no tell me it's our last break by the way there is no ralph macchio song oh like sweep the leg kind of deal now i know there's a song called sweep the leg that was done by some group on on facebook or youtube i get it but he himself has not recorded an album or if he has i don't know about it maybe he has maybe somebody's gonna write me and say joe you idiot you missed this yeah you idiot he's big in japan (laughs) so with with cheryl ladd Lorne Green had a number one hit. I don't know if I want to hear it. It's called Ringo. It's, You're not it's, playing it, are you? No, I'm not. It's, oh. it's mostly spoken word. Do you remember Burgess Meredith, the I guy? Do. Yeah, he was uh-huh. Rocky's trainer. Same thing. He had a spoken word album that came out. I listened to a little bit of it. It ain't bad. What? No, it ain't bad. John Davidson, who was the host of how many game shows? Hotness. 
he has a beautiful baritone voice and sang a series of Beatles songs. I have Michelle here if you want to go listen to that. Yeah, I do. No, uh, I don't. Da, Wait. Da, da, da. Who, who else, else you got? Uh, there's a couple of them. I, Teddy Savalas, I mentioned. Don't know if I want to listen to that either. William Shatner. William what? Shatner. Now, a lot of people know William Shatner for the live version of Rocket Man, where he's smoking and he's going, Rocket Man. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I get that. But he also put out real honest-to-goodness albums. So, And since I mentioned William Shatner, we'll finish on this guy. Leonard Nimoy, or Leonard Nimoy. I'm not sure exactly which way to do it. Spock? He, yeah, he played Spock. Right. Really? He put out, it says here that his debut album, which means he's got more than one. His debut album is called Leonard Nimoy Presents Mr. Spock's Music from Outer Space. That's his debut. So at least two. It came out in 1967 on Dot Records. And I have for you the song Music to Watch Space Girls By. I'm going to, you know what? See this drink over here? Go throw it at me? I'm going to drink a lot of it before I finish <laughs> listening to this one. Well, you're a space girl. Uh, we're going to wrap it up uh, with Leonard Nimoy, Nimoy, I'm not sure. So if you had a favorite 70s television show, go look. 100 bucks says they got a I got an album. No, we didn't play the Partridge Family. No, we didn't play the Brady Bunch because we assumed you knew that they were singers yeah, already. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm Joe Burns. You I'm are? I'm Tammy Burns. That does it. Class is dismissed. <laughs>